Geek Shock. Geek Shock. I can only imagine how many times Paul's drawn on the wall and shit and he goes, hey, look what I made. He only draws great pictures of DJ Skills loves the cock. He only draws great DJ Skills loves the cock picture. How many times have you done that? At least three. Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number 90. 90? Wow. We've been doing this a minute. I am Master Torgo. I am Dr. Vlarg. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Oh, good to have you back here, guys. I love this. Yeah, this, this, yeah. I love this week thing we do. Oh, so good in my heart. Yes. It is Indeed. fun. It, it is, is fun. Uh, I, I just got to go and be a celebrity guest on the Who Asked You podcast, another fantastic nerdy podcast, which I recommend to all of our listeners. Please check it out. Paul? I'll tell you who asked me. Charles the Cheese the Long asked the cheese. me. The Cheese! The cheese. cheese. Uh, hopefully we'll have the Cheese as a uh, celebrity guest on our show before too fine. long down the road. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, big thanks to uh, Chase and the Cheese and all those guys. Is that whoasedyou.com? It is, I believe it is whoasedyou.com. All right. I'll have to double check that. If not, but, Google but, it. But Barry, you're going to put a link up on the site. I right? am. Okay. So check out the link on the site, and you'll be able to go to <laughs> whoasedyou.com. <laughs> Flip me a bird, bitch. You ain't got the license to fly that shit. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that was great fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it. All the guys were really, really cool, and uh, uh, it was a good time. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, brilliant. Gentlemen. What other geeky things you do this week? You know what I did. <laughs> I did it tonight. I beat your ass in Batman on the actual real physical pinball. You beat me on one pinball machine. And Duly it, noted. It took like six, seven bucks. Don't even talk to me. <laughs> I keep, I don't know how many times I have to keep saying it. It's because you suck at real pinball, oh, Barry. shut up. I beat him and that's it. And the score is forever registered. And I'm going to maybe put something up on the site saying with, uh, how badly I beat him. See, Barry and I have uh, taken our pinball rivalry to the real table, uh-huh. and now we're actually marking our scores at the Pinball Hall of Fame here in Las Vegas as to you know who has the top on each table. We can't do it for every table. No, no my God, of course not. But well, the, like Indiana Jones, Indiana fuck Jones, that game. that's a bullshit game. No, that's a great pinball bullshit. machine. Bullshit. It just knows that you suck no, and shows it to you. I don't like, like a that magnet table. That sucks the ball right I down did, the middle. That table is a drain o matic. I don't mm-hmm. like that one. You no. know what? My score stands. You're talking now, about the now. one with the arc and the like 12 ball multiball? 200 yeah, million, okay. I'll take it. Sounds like it's going to stand. Yeah, it's going to stand. <laughs> Whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Give it time. <laughs> what I got. Well, I spent like a ton of money this week on computer stuff. Oh, yeah, your you computer did. looks awesome. You got it's, one of those uh, megas. You, you, I think you paid for it by the pound. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, it still costs me less than a lot of gaming rigs out there. So, and yet you can game the hell out of it. I can game the hell out of this. About thing. damn time. Welcome back to the so, PC world, man. Well, I mean, it's... I'm going I'm I'm to friend you gifts through Steam accounts left and right. There we go. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm going to be uh, editing again. Woohoo! Yay! That's, that actually is the main reason <laughs> I bought big, this yeah. thing. So and, that thing, uh, thing will move, move episodes faster? Dude, this thing will render an episode in a tenth of the time that it used to take us. That's fantastic. Well, I noticed that our most recent episode is already up from last week's yes. recording. I Very. am fucking blown out of my <laughs> brain! I li- I, my butthole fell off. I told you, man. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> we, we, we took marching orders, and uh, on your return, we got things back together. Wow. And so you're going to see some clockwork. Yeah, you better get some butthole glue up in you're here. Gonna see some some so I know it's going to gonna drop out of the back of you. <laughs> 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 well, it's really nice to see uh, that kind of efficiency. 
Uh, yeah. Well, Unfortunately, this, this will make the difference. I love it. What it is that we brought you very fast was you discussing He-Man figures. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> is that why there you posted it so quick? No, I just wanted to get, get the hell out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of He-Man figures, oh, here we go. Here we go. So here's my other geeky thing. Uh, my dear, beautiful wife Anne bought me a badass television for my new. Newly christened nerd room. Nice. And I have just, I've almost got it exactly like I wanted. I got a little more organization to do with all my old school gaming rigs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've just, I don't, I don't have them set up to play, but I have the connections available if I need to. I'm going to just do them one at a time. So you're ready to go whenever you need to. Yeah. Yeah, but I take them out of a. I've got all these little shelves, so I can take them out of a shelf. They're they're dust free and ready to go. Any of my old systems. But um, the final thing that I did today was for the first time I opened one of my Masters of the Universe Classics collection. <laughs> yes, that's Ooh. right. I opened Bo from What's the... A, the hell's a Bo? You remember Bo no. from She-Ra? No, no, I didn't watch I do. I do. Of course, it, uh, Barry does. Bo is her, her, uh, her, her archery friend. Yeah, he, that's the that's the, that's the play on it. B-A-U. No, it's no. B, it's B-O-W. B-O-W. It's He's got a heart He uses a Bo. <clears throat> Yeah, he has a little heart on his crest. Well, the 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 classics line, he can either have a little dot on his crest, or you can put in a heart peg if you want. Aww. So okay, I think I'm so put a heart peg on there, and he comes with two heads. What is with? <laughs> wait, what? 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 The old school figure. The old school figure did not have the mustache. So he's two faced. But the no, the no, the the figure comes with the second head, so you can put on the mustached head that looks more like the filmation character. I see. Because uh, yeah. the old school figures, they all had the same face, didn't they? Is there well, Bo certainly didn't. He had a male face. Some reasoning uh. why they went so simplistic with the naming of all the characters. I mean, come on. It's like they didn't even try. Uh, it's like somebody in a, in a business meeting is like, what are we going to call this character? He's kind of mossy. Let's call him Moss Man. That sounds perfect. What? Let's, it's that's this guy. Well, he's got it a mechanized neck. Kids. We'll call him Mechanic. It's also, you remember shit. It was for kids. Oh, you remember it. Yeah, they didn't think that hard. It was just for kids. That's true. It's not, it may have been for, kids, for kids, but G.I. Joe at least got some somewhat oh. creative with the oh, names. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, block. Quick, quick, quick kick. Mean, what's he do? <laughs> no, no. What's Jack, quick kick do? Jack, I don't know. What? If he tries to punch, he'll fail. What's Bazooka's weapon? I think weapon? what they did is they got the list of names that Lucasfilm rejected. <laughs> there. Elon Sleaze Bagano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Score one. I for just finally Amanda watched Kay. the final. <laughs> did you see the final uh, thing that uh, Harry Plinkett on the old uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Red Letter Media? Oh, yeah. The final Winner. destruction of, of episode three. God, oh, so I haven't, good. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. It's so good. He's like, no Tip one's going to remember. Oh. What's that guy's name? I gave you that figure. Elon Sleeves no, Bagano? No, not Elon Sleeves Bagano. The, the, oh, no one's going to remember Dexter Jetster yeah. and I, his 50s diner. Nobody cares. I think my favorite <laughs> line still has got to be, episode one was the biggest disappointment of my life, even worse than my son. <laughs> and then he cuts to the mugshot. Yeah. By the yeah. way, Deb would like me to give you those figures back because half of them are crap. And I'm, I don't have room for crap in my house now. Well, they're all episode. Uh, they're all episode one and two. They're, right now, they're earning an honored place in my garage. You really need to put up Dexter Jetster. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Well, I, I went to go see uh, ba- uh, Battle Los Angeles. How was yeah, that? I saw it too. Uh, it was. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed. It. I mean, it wasn't was it smart I in any way? Terrible. That, that's what I heard too. I, that's why I read even afterwards. I mean, I think uh, 
it was a half star from Roger Ebert. And he oh, was like, fuck him. But no, he had some of the most creative things to say about hating this movie. Yeah. I was impressed something by about his writing. It should never be associated with Psy or Phi, something like or that. Or the hyphen in between. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Roger yeah. Ebert is a very good Absolutely. writer and a very poor reviewer. But uh, all the same, though, I had popcorn fun with it. It's a little too shaky at times. Like, ridiculously shaky. I've heard that. People have commented, coming out of that feeling a little ill. Oh, yeah. If you don't like the shaky can, this movie is not for you. But as far as just like a military thing, a black hop down meets uh, aliens kind of thing, I think it worked. It was fun. And it was, again, not smart, not great writing, but fun. But in in the moment, it kept its tension. It was it was very military POV, so I yeah. mean, it, I like that. It's not necessarily gonna be you know intelligent. You're talking about grunts, you know. They're out on the field. They're like, what do we have to do to survive and or protect the people that we're in? How do we kill this thing? How do we do that? What do we? How do we shoot down this this thing that's coming at right. us? What, you know, what are we going to do? How do we eat this they're sandwich? Very, <laughs> it's it's very in the moment. I mean, and it's not a lot of you know people in a bunker somewhere trying to plan out a, yeah. you know the whole plan of attack kind of thing. Yeah, it, so, it, it yeah. felt really good. It you felt there in the moment and i love how they slowly revealed the alien menace throughout it it was it was a very by the end of it you had a, a good idea of what they looked like but at the beginning they were just stringing it out real well yeah huh all right here's did a question a, did for you did you get a little misty eyed too cuz I, I noticed uh you know a lot of people in the theater were kind of sniffling a little bit at some of the. That doesn't really it. get misty eyed because, again, I, I thought Does it was it a turn little, out the aliens are actually babies. <laughs> oh, I got a question for uh, you. And they've been okay. shooting babies. So, you know how we, I hate cool Cute little babies. so much. Yeah. Well, yes. what if. Oh, um, that would make me cry. You know how I always say that the best movie. There was two movies at Cloverfield. One was the one we saw, which was shit. The other one, which was also happening at the same time, <laughs> the movie we didn't get to see, was the uh, military fighting Cloverfield monster, which was awesome, full of special effects, and it was good. Was it that movie? No, no, never saw Cloverfield. Really? No! Still hasn't. No one ever saw Cloverfield. He was high from the camera. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's dive in this. There we go. Oh, yeah, sure. oh goodness. We save the Begin. For later, oh, you know, oh, thank you for reminding me. Uh, yeah, uh, we were sent a, uh, a a great little letter. Uh, asked a few questions, so we want to get on that. Uh, Bam, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, what do we uh, what do we got? We uh, got a letter from a gentleman calling himself Magic Dude. I like hey, Magic, Magic Dude. Dude. All right. So starts off says, "Guys, your podcasts are great. Thank you. I came across them after buying a wireless device that lets me listen to streaming content while at work. Uh, you guys have made my days and time at work quite enjoyable. I picked up your cast after listening to Jeff on Trekcast." I wish I would have known about Star Trek The Experience and Corks Bar. By the way, you guys are geeks extreme. That's oh. right. Woo! All right, <laughs> so... Skip ahead. What are the things that he No, that's, that's what I was getting to. It says, uh, also, he says, I've been listening to you guys straight for roughly the last 10 days straight. Oh, my God. Really well, these are some of the, <laughs> the questions that, that I could remember. Number Three. one, Barry, ah. let Paul riff. What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> if I let him riff... Robot in jail comes out. Well, I'm, I'm getting to that. Uh, he says, yeah, some of his pedantic riffs can be or get pretty stupid. But there are some, <laughs> but there are, but there are some comedy gems that are worth the goofy lead-ups. It's like mining for gold. One has to dig through a lot of shitty, ugly rocks before finding that vein of comedy gold. Thousands of years of <laughs> I hope you shit. just learned your lesson, Oh, Mary. God. It's a hard lesson to learn. But when it happens, it's worth it. My workmates are constantly giving goofy looks when I break out into belly laughs. 
I'm listening to you guys through headphones so no one can hear me laughing. All right, I'm going to skip ahead to the, the next one because it's more, just more complimentary stuff. Uh, very, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, doesn't skip all that. that Which we, we, we've read this letter in fully, we, yeah. so we really appreciate it. It's awesome. Uh, yes. Yeah, he's, he's just very, uh, very complimentary okay. of what we do. Uh, number two, haven't figured out what all of you do for jobs yet. Barry nah. and Paul, I got. Todd and Jeff, not so much. Todd, I'm guessing, works in radio as you have a great vocal sound. No, you're very Todd, close. You're very close. I work as a uh, paid commentator for Fox News. <laughs> and uh, no, I, 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 I would like move out immediately if that were true. That's true. Todd is so conservative. <laughs> Quite. Um, he also goes on to say, Todd, by the way, you make a great moderator. Thank you. I keep telling these guys okay, that. But that that's another it. blow against the Fox News. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they don't moderate shit. Did I say that out loud just now? I'm yeah, sorry. Anyway, uh, number three, the guide to Comic-Con can, is awesome. Fuck yeah. Uh, the rules can be applied generically to almost any convention. This uh, is true. Wow. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it really is. Uh, I haven't watched all of the episodes as I'm saving them for when I finished the Geek Shock casts. Ah. Uh, number four, come on, guys. Is Apple really the Antichrist? Yes. <laughs> yes, short, next question. In short, yes. But anyway. I, I'm softening. I'm softening. He uh, says, I must say, if it wasn't for me being able to use my iPod Touch as a telephone through the use of Skype and wirelessly streaming internet content, I would not have had the opportunity to have found you guys. Even good things come out of evil empires, huh? Well, really? Okay. I That's use my, how they do it. IPod. I use my telephone as That's a telephone. That's how they do it. <laughs> Number five, why put a time limit on the casts? Are you guys ever going to do a live cast? Yeah, the longer it goes, um, the more we get robot in jail. <laughs> there's kind of a, there's kind of like a golden hour, I think. There's You're like, asking for it. What is it, the, like the 60 to 75 well, minutes that's kind of like most people tend to tune out after that? It's right? best if I can it's fit so, it on there's a There's something like that, but yeah, part of it is you know being able to fit it on CD, as Barry suggested. Some yeah. of it also the fact that you know it's after a while, it just becomes a very large file size. Yeah. And and also, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that we have to get to, so you know, it uh, it and it takes time. And poor Torgo here spends about four to five hours after um, doing all the editing here. Gladly, for the, I might uh, add. gladly. Uh, you know, he drops in the sound effects, adds music. Uh, <laughs> you know, less less takes out our little pregnant pauses. So yeah, he he, he does a great job with it. So I always had to pause. Because I get pregnant halfway through the show. Oh, here we go. Because I do myself. <laughs> All right. Number Paul six. the hermaphrodite. No one does you better than you. Oh, it's like an amoeba over here. <laughs> oh, he's he's oh. splitting. Oh, there I go. There goes the mitosis. Oh, my flagellum are getting all wiggly. No. Hermaphrodite <laughs> got herself pregnant. There's, a, weird. there's two of me here. Oh, hey. oh great. Shit. You're a beautiful man. <laughs> Reminds me of Stargate Universe from last night. Uh, Thanks, anyway, brother, Dad. <laughs> number six, I want to join your D&D game. Ooh. Think we could set up a Skype live video conference <laughs> so I could game with you guys on Monday nights? I will never Skype D&D. I need to see the die, die rolls right in front of me. Oh, uh-huh. you don't trust him? You think you'd be cheating? Everyone cheats. <laughs> now, if he and girlfriend cheats. If he lets him Skype, master. he'll have to let Deb Skype, and that'll well, be the end of it. Barry, <laughs> Barry, it's your girlfriend. Of course she cheats. <laughs> <laughs> She's your girlfriend. Oh. I'd cheat on you the moment I started dating you. <laughs> oh, Paul, you hurt me. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> We'd be sitting having dinner. I'd be fucking some girl under the table while we were getting our bread. 
<laughs> I I'd cheat on you. The bread wouldn't be there yet, Barry. The waiter would still be bringing us bread on our first date already. Fucking around on you. You're wrong, Paul, because you know what? I wouldn't take you to dinner on our first date. <laughs> Where would you take me on our first date? I'd Barry? take you around the, the corner. <laughs> Where the woodshed is. <laughs> lucky we got inside. Wow, wow, welcome to our first date. You know what? Just take off the pants. Uh, off come the pants. Alright. I'll throw you a nickel. Clean oh. yourself up. I got two more. Take a nickel for you. you Jeff valiantly four. struggles to regain <laughs> control. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Oh, very toadies of you. I got two more quick little things so we can finish <laughs> yeah, up this what? letter and, and get into the the, note, the news because Torgo looks like he's got a nice big list there. Oh, yeah. You want a long show? This could be it. Oh, all right. Um, Here's a nickel, you dirty skin. All right. So, <laughs> number seven. There should be a dedicated link page for all the times when you guys say on air you were going to put up a link concerning something topical. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Again, I'm just saying. I'm just... Okay. I have... Twice now, yeah. over the past year, I have sent a huge list of links to Barry Rob. Oh, my God. He's yet to put them up there. All right. He does web design like a two-legged, retarded, drunk spider. That's what goes on In an ass-kicking contest? In an ass-kicking contest. So, he's going to get better at it, though. He I'll have you know, I am actually toying around with uh, changing the entire site around to make it easier yeah. and yes. better looking. So, it's coming. Yeah. And to be I'm fair, Barry the... does a really good job of site maintenance. The thing is never down. And uh, but at the same time, and that's that's a three year old design now, so it's timed up there because three years in internet time is eternity. And yeah. I'm taking the video editing back from him, so that's one less thing he'll have to worry about. We so can switch off anyway. Uh, go on. No, I'm just saying it's it's with the, with two of us, it's much easier than just one of us. Yes. All right, and finally, number eight, a donation is in the works. Still trying to hammer out the details with my wife. We both we both make minimum wage and live in Ohio, one of the most depressed economies in the oh, nation. Oh, tell me about. By the it. way, is PayPal an option? Um, yeah, it's on the yes, site. Yes, PayPal is an option. It is an option. It's on the site. We have a make a donation page. However, if you're struggling in one of the worst economies in the country, yeah. don't worry about it. Money. Don't worry about it. We're all um, broke over here. We're, trust us. I'm 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 broke as a joke. I'm an actor for God's sakes. So don't worry about it. I understand. But keep listening and spread the word. You should That's see what Paul's doing behind actually. the woodshed to get his money. It's true. So. Nickel at a time. His action figures aren't cheap. That's oh. enough of a donation for us. If you can right. if you can just spread the word about the show. That's um, all we want. Me, I'm I'm back on my feet. I'm doing fine. Torgo's doing fine. You know, in this case, it's the opposite of the service sector. Here, a verbal tip is okay. Yes, yes true. exactly. It's true. But we appreciate the thought. That's very kind. Yeah, we really, really enjoyed your email. And we won't, it touched we my won't, heart. We won't not take your money. But right. uh, <laughs> I'd be happy to throw time. your money and nickel at a time into Paul's gaping mall, but... Uh, <laughs> Right. Don't worry about it. So to wrap this <laughs> up, he word. says, yes, that's enough, I guess. This is the most I've written in ages. You guys rock. Keep up the good work. I will write again when I've compre- completed listening to the rest of the cast. <laughs> Until I then. look forward to that, actually. So uh, thank you, Magic Dude. Magic Dude, and, thank uh, you so much. We, yeah. we appreciate your letter, and we appreciate you watching er, and listening to our shows. Yeah. Please keep listening. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, and Barry's got a comment from a, another uh, watcher the, of the show. You know what? It's actually the same dude. I just read that read the thing. Yeah, oh, that's right. You no, did brilliant. Say. You know what? So yes, this is P.S. Then, because uh, I really like this this aspect. Okay, uh, here at the comment on our uh, 
latest What the Fuck is Preternia episode, which Eric today. <laughs> well done. I didn't know you called it What the Fuck is Preternia. Do you watch the goddamn show? Jesus Christ. I saw it posted and I downloaded it and I started watching the first few minutes, but I didn't see it was called uh, What the Fuck is Preternia. Okay, well, well done. The Mountain Blade looks interesting. Now that I know you all take or accept in your mouth donations, Paul does. Uh... <laughs> And, I, and he'll get his later. And are willing to try Asian-esque items. I'll be getting my Chinese wife to send some things your way. She gets care packages from Taiwan with all kinds of items. I would just assume mail to you guys rather than having to eat myself. Hey, man. Awesome. Yeah. Just just pack it up real nice yeah, we'll so it doesn't it. leak. And we'll stuff. take it. We'll see. Blessings <laughs> on your house for that one. And if, I can't, and if you can't read it in English, tell us what it is. Translate it for us. Plus, if it... If it's something that's sent to us, it's it's more likely Paul will actually put it in his mouth. I'll put stuff in my mouth behind the shed. God knows you will. <laughs> oh Lord, I'll we, put we stuff are already in my mouth. We're already, already in twenty gotta... minutes into this. Oh very my God, long God. So, but you, you can't start without uh, shit. Shit you don't care about. So. Oh, this is news I don't, news give, a don't shit give a shit about. That's Yay. right. Yeah. Which I inevitably give a shit about. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, you know what? Some of it. We, we can't. Uh, if it's He-Man or Pokemon, you know I love it. Uh, you know, it's not. Okay, then. In any case. In Nothing on the, on the Spider-Man turn off the dark front? There, there is a little something. Yes. Yes. Here we go. Yeah, they're doing something with sci-fi now. Producers oh, of uh, Spider-Man turn off the dark. Oh, it. look at this. Here we go have officially announced that the show has been put on hiatus for retooling. Oh, no! An unprecedented sixth delay to its official start date that has now been pushed into, quote, early summer. Oh, God. Director, director Julie Taymor is no longer in charge. Yeah. Although yeah. she'll be, remain part of the <clears throat> new creative team under uh, the uh, director Phil McKinley. He did The Boy from Oz and uh, was a Barnum and Bailey Circus director before this. Uh, he's expected to have a certain thrilling new concepts about how to make the show eventually profitable, unquote. Uh, but then, New York Post says it's really Bono who will become the face of the revised show. Uh, naturally, the producers put a positive spin on Tamor's uh, reduced role, claiming that it was her, only her previous commitments that made it difficult for, who to, for her to attend the 24-7 schedule necessary to fix the show, while insisting that, quote, her vision has been at the heart of this production since its inception and will continue to be so. However... That can't be true. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> the New York Times says that it's her unyielding commitment to that vision that's led to her ouster. As within the past few weeks, she repeatedly balked at letting anyone make changes to the show, refused to meet uh, writers and other outside counsel, uh, re rejected other su their suggestions for improvement, argued with cast members about their qualms with the story, and generally ignored all the producer's concerns about the director direction the show was headed in. So yeah, Tamor's out, except in a limited creative capacity. Barf. The show has been pushed to <coughs> summer, quote unquote. Wow. And well, uh, when you make Soldier Carnage on. look like Pumpkinhead, that's true. You should get fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> number one and number two, when you put Carnage in a Spider-Man musical, you should you get should be fucking, fucking fired. fired. <laughs> that's all there is to it. He's a child killer. Spider-Man. He's a child yes. killer. He kills babies. But it's better than the Clone Saga. What, what, what is it he does again, Paul? <laughs> he kills babies. He's well, a child killer. Does he have a jaunty little tune killer to sing while he does Maybe he does. Maybe he does. He's like, <laughs> hey there, Spider-Man, here I come. Give me some babies, I want me some. I'm going to go kill the babies I see. Spider-Man, you won't stop me. I'm a baby-killing motherfucker named Carnage. Wee! 
Okay, <laughs> and there now we see it. Carnage. <laughs> uh, and folks, that took him all of what ten seconds. You can to... try and stop me, you won't, my friend. I will never die. I look like fucking pumpkin head with my stupid yellow eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Bono. Hire Paul. Yeah, we should just write our own Spider-Man musical. We're well, missing out. There already, there already is one that got made by. The what was it we were talking about? Yeah, yeah we were talking about the prop theater. Yeah, is it yeah, still going? It, it already happened. They were only yeah. able to do one. Oh, legally they were only allowed to do one. Uh, oh, one, one parody of it. Yeah, I love nice. it. Well, great. Good but they did them. it. It's done, and I and the views are up there if you want to read it. And the hero's pretty good. One of these days, when Barry I'll gets his ass desert. in gear, we will have to put up my three hundred the musical. Oh parody. yes. That was that's pretty, pretty damn funny. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could I could use you guys editing on that a little bit. Do you bit, still take have a few copy of the DVD? Bumps. I do have copies okay. of the DVD. Yeah. Can you bring me one and I'll, uh, I'll yeah. see what I can do about getting it up? That'd be great. What if you could polish it, put it on blip. If you could polish the sound, that'd be great too. Oh go, my god! Go into the hot gates. I'm not a miracle seminal number. It is. Yeah. Go into the hot gates. Yeah. Because <laughs> we all got a hot date. Did you ever see that one? Well, oh, yes, that's line. right. I call I really it Thump the Musical. <laughs> thump the Musical. Because exactly. he, he, you're, 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 you're thunk. Yes. thunk. I didn't realize during the recording of the show how very loud my giant spear sounded when it hit the floor. And it was hitting the floor, folks. He was swinging that giant spear his around. But I got to say, well, <laughs> at least it was in rhythm. That's right. In rhythm to my footsteps. <laughs> As it slipped from my toga. <laughs> Whack. Okay, Peter Peter Vesterbacka. Peter what? Yes, exactly. Uh, Peter Vesterbacka. He's the CEO of uh, Angry, Angry Birds developer uh, Rovio. This guy's a tool bag. He informed a panel about his view regarding this. the console gaming industry. Tool bag. He claims the console industry is dying. What? He claims one reason behind the actually not dying console industry is because mobile developers are more nimble and able to provide updates for their games more quickly than the console industry, and people paying 40 to $50 for a game that is difficult to provide updates for is turning gamers off. Uh, no it ain't. <laughs> I will say yeah. this about that. Okay. I'm all for his product bringing down the general price of games. Yes. Yeah. Rock and roll McDonald's. Because all it'll do is encourage people like me to buy more of them. Because mm-hmm. I'd buy a fuck ton of games now even, you know. When I'm struggling to get my cash right. together. I had to sell a bunch of shit to get my Mortal Kombat fix on. <laughs> but I got that shit locked down. Pre-order. From Game Haven. Our pals who we uh, interviewed uh. at... Uh, the uh, classic gaming expo. Um, they got a great shop out here. But uh, as far as the quicker updates, no consoles can do that stuff too. Now yes, it's getting can. better. It's getting slicker. Full of beans. Yeah, consoles are dying. Jesus, really? He's <laughs> so wrong. I mean, Angry Birds is okay. Right, right. But it's uh, it's not a game changer. Oh no. no. Yeah, they, I mean, don't they? They made their money. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, everybody loves it, but you know it has a finite number of levels until they release the next one you have to buy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not. Well, they keep downloading them free. That's the thing. And it's I, free on my my Android. Okay. I was gonna say yeah, and my ads now. And I've had several people tell me like, yeah, I've, I've beat it. I haven't played it since I beat it. There so you go. I've I've achieved my highest score, and I'm done. <clears throat> so yeah. yeah. He also said that uh, he's tired of the phrase "casual games." No one refers to particular movies as casual movies um i would say there are plenty of casual movies and in fact i really love casual movies i'm a connoisseur of casual movies honestly 
that's part of the reason that I so love serialized cartoons because I can stick a disc in and let it play and fall asleep to it and not worry about it. There's a difference between movies and games. <laughs> Ass hat. There is that too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I mean, that, that brings to mind the, the phrase popcorn movies. It's a good popcorn movie. Yeah, well, yeah. we just you talked know? about that earlier. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That, that, I mean, that's all I think of. I yeah. Mean, I, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... Which essentially and this guy's a CEO? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank I mean, thank it's you, like, Peter. You know, it's like, it's like what Hollywood produces on an average, you know, year. You know, they, they produce all these popcorn movies, and then they produce the quote-unquote awards movies. Right. You know, the ones that... Art house movies. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the ones that they can, hey, that hey look, look at us pat ourselves <laughs> on the back for what great we did. And ignoring the 90% of the other films they put out for the year that were utter garbage. So, yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know. This guy's this guy's just a tool. This is all it comes. Well, down see, to. look, you got Jeff upset. Wow, man, <laughs> takes a yeah, it takes a moment. Way yep. to go. <laughs> he snaps. Bag. Uh, the annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has just sold its film rights. <laughs> what? Producers say they are now quote aiming to make a four quadrant family friendly film somewhere in that night at the museum elf sweet spot. <laughs> you know what? It's going to also be in 3D, Paul. Yeah. Macy's, for its <laughs> part, parade. says that it is, quote, always searching for the next miracle on 34th Street, unquote. And through Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, <laughs> the movie is still in its early planning stages. Several concepts have already been pointed to with a listless size, such as the idea of having the floats come to life and so on and so on, and someone like Ben Stiller in 3D. Oh I'm all God. for the floats coming to life. I want to see a float of the nativity where then a crucified Christ pops up from the back and goes, boing, this is what's coming. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, the nativities during Thanksgiving. 30, I forgot all about years those. years from now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember Here the nativity balloon. <laughs> you haven't seen the nativity balloon? Oh, uh, you need to yeah. watch O'Reilly. He'll tell you all about the yeah. war on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, God. O'Reilly. <laughs> that guy. Thanks, oh, don't, don't get Jeff started. No, 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 we've, no, already, no. we've already done enough with the fuck special show. Building. Boy, his blood pressure is growing and growing. <laughs> Parade movie. Fuck Dumb. me. Dumb. Fuck me. A tractor pull float movie. No, you know what? no, don't give them any ideas. There is going to be a tractor pull movie. Well, there will be a tractor pull float. Tractor pull two. Now I'll say pulling. This was this was this was Electric my pull-a-loo. This this was my fuck you to parades. Okay. Oh, this is boy. this is what there I got to do go. for our homecoming parade uh-huh. when I was the uh, when I was the the treasurer of our uh, no I was the president of our. Latin club. Our, <laughs> what? I was the treasurer. I was the state treasurer of the of the JCL. But in, in do my, you know any Latin? Yeah, a little bit. You were the treasurer was, of a club for the, a three thousand year old dead language. Exactly, <laughs> the state treasurer. But anyway, so we did we did our Latin club float right. Every club had you know do a float sure, for, for, sure. The, for the homecoming All party. Right. Okay, so what I did was I got my brother to be on the float. And we were fighting this team. Uh, I think they were, I can't remember what they were called. But anyway, so the football team, whatever they were. Um, so, shoot. Oh, now I'm, I'm spacing the name. The, uh, the legend of the, the guy chained to the rock with the, the bird. Prometheus. Out. Prometheus, yes. Okay, so Prometheus Bound. That's what I went with. Oh, okay. So, so I, I designed. Wow, really? President. <laughs> so what we did was we built just a giant silver painted rock. 
was what our float was, basically. Okay. Chicken wire, giant silver rock. All right. Then I chained my little brother to it <laughs> in a toga. We cut a slit in his toga, and I went and got real cow's liver oh, that, hung out of the oh side, that hung out of the side of his shirt. And then we had one of our uh, people in, in an in a Indian's football uniform, because we were the Indians. Right, right, right. The Indian's football uniform with a tomahawk chopping at the liver. Because, you know, a bird came and, and, and ate and the, the liver. And this yeah, one, yeah. So this was the, the, the opposing team bound, basically. And our team was chopping at the liver. Oh <laughs> um, so God. basically, I, drug, I got us to drag through a giant rock with my little brother's <laughs> Chained to it with a guy <laughs> hitting him in the liver with an axe how, for how, our homecoming. Who let this go? How grotesquely literate of you. It was pretty <laughs> hilarious. It was pretty hilarious. Uh, that's one of my, yeah, one of my many goofy things. I would watch that movie. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the weird float movie. Yeah. Mm. Well, now, now see, Macy's. You fuck sticks. You want to make the right movie? You come talk to the man who can. The fucked up float movie. People don't want this four banger holiday shit. Okay, fine. Make that shit. I think Macy's but, just wants people to remember you can shop there. It's <laughs> true. They, uh... I think you're right. Oh, yeah, well. Macy's movie. Let's go for it. Yeah. 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 Remember remember Macy's? Who? Remember how there's a Macy's? <laughs> I know not what huh? you're talking about. Remember how there's malls? Oh, fuck. America's economy is over. <laughs> I, I buy all my action figures at Macy's. Oh, boy. Yeah, what do you get? Your, your American girl? <laughs> they do sell Free with every like perfume that, purchase. Ugh. Uh, 20th Century Fox is looking to bring 30 Days of Night director <clears throat> David Slade to develop the studio's reboot of Marvel's Daredevil. As of right now... There is no solid deal in place, but it sounds like Slade is going to end up doing it. The movie is going to have to go into production soon if Fox wants to hold on to the property. If they don't, Marvel will get the rights to Daredevil back, which I really wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, for those of you not familiar with Slade's work, he directed Hard Candy and Twilight Saga Eclipse. There's going to be an awesome musical montage scene. With the future so bright, I gotta wear shades. I studied law at Harvard. I wear dark glasses. I prosecute case and I bust their asses. <laughs> Things are going great. Toxic shit fell in my eyes. <laughs> I'm doing all right. I see now that I'm blind. I have to wear sunglasses. I got a wish. You had it, and then it hit the cliff. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've seen Paul at his best and at his usual. Ladies and gentlemen, they're not all gems. <laughs> they're very few. But no pressure, no diamonds. So fuck it. <laughs> and finally, news you don't give a shit about. If you ever wondered what Archie and Jughead were like as toddlers... Not really. A new graphic novel will answer all your questions. Oh, Archie Comics will publish The Early Adventures of the Red-Headed Hero, The Archie Babies. Uh, a graphic novel will carry a $9.95 price tag. The book goes on shit sale June... It goes on shit? It what? goes on shit. <laughs> the book oh, goes the, on shit? The Freudian comes out. It goes on sale June 22nd. Uh, here's more from the announcement. Quote, 
see it all happen from the sandbox to the jungle jungle gym as baby Archie meets baby Betty and baby Veronica. Watch the friendship grow between baby Archie and baby Jughead. It's every bit of the Archie fun you've come to expect in a cuter and smaller package. There is nothing fun about Archie. Really Not is. anymore, nothing. yeah. There was. There was, was Justin Beaver. When I was a kid, I used yeah. to read some Archie, and it was amusing. But, but it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't like, even amusing it good, then, though. No, I mean that was a, that that is a comic book that old people give to you, like, <laughs> like so really true. old people. Like, oh, I'm him a comic book. Hey, Although there's some I, there, funny Archies. There was one Archie thing I will suggest out there: go out there and find the tra- the uh, fake trailer for Archie the movie that somebody put together. Oh, yeah. It is like this dark, like they took Archie and made it like super dark. And did it fucking well. Sounds funny. Oh, it's great. The artist that originally did Archie, didn't he do a bunch of porn comics as well? I'm pretty uh, sure that's the case. Probably. Yeah. Those are interesting. And if you want Archie <laughs> porn, go find Cherry Pop-Tart. That's right. Back issues. That's what I'm trying to remember. And that can bring us to Weekend Geek. Real Yay. things. Real things. You know what? That's why we don't have a big list this week. Because there is so much we can keep going on. It's right. like the opposite of every week where I'm just scrambling to find news. <laughs> I had to scramble to cut things out. Yeah. Wow. So okay. let's get to it then. She, I, it's a veritable <clears throat> tsunami of news. Oh, oh, too soon. And if you're Jeez. talking about great things, <laughs> Munchkin card games where we're going to start. Yeah. Ah! Love it. What's up? I bet I know what you're going to say. Uh, Munchkin card game creator Steve Jackson. Yes. Their tank game. Uh, announced that announced a collaboration between himself and the creative half of Axe Cop. Oh, different. Has resulted in Munchkin Axe Cop. Wow. What the hell is Munchkin? What's Axe Cop? Okay, oh, Barry, oh, oh. I'll tell you what Axe Cop is. Axe Cop is this hilarious comic <laughs> drawn by this guy who gets these stories from his five-year-old kid brother. Oh, my God. Who made up this crazy story about a cop who carries an axe around and takes care of business. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've never seen the shit, you need to. There's like some motion comics online. Are, really right. are you serious about this? No, yeah. yeah. That's this the... isn't one of your long, drawn-out <laughs> jokes? <laughs> this punchline? That's it. I concur. This is real. This is, uh, quoting uh, Jackson himself, Axe Cop and Munchkin are a perfect match. During this project, well, doing this project will be total fun for me. Axe Cop has a manic energy that goes with the Munchkin story. Kill the bad guys, take their stuff, and level up. The game will be released in the third quarter of this year and will feature original art from the Axe Cop creators. For the moment, the new game slogan is, appropriately, chop their heads off and take their stuff. <laughs> now, Axe Cop is the, is the creation of a five-year-old writer... Uh, Malcolm Nicole and his 29-year-old artist brother Ethan Nicole is it's much love for its lunacy and child mind logic. And of course Munchkin is the card-based satire of role-playing <laughs> games reduces even the most stalwart to a childlike state with its ludicrous cards and focus on backstabbing. Yeah, yeah I'll try it out. Uh, Interesting. See? Child mind logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you like it. Uh, right up Paul's game. alley. Pretty much is. I try and keep my brain young. Um, so uh, yeah then you, did you hear what else the Munchkin guys are doing? Uh, no, give it to me. Here we so, go. So, Kirsten, I thought you might know have heard about this. There is a tank game out there. It was old school about 10 years ago. Damn, I'm spacing on name. Nope. It's like Battle Goat Dome. or something, but it's not Goat. It's like mm. Goat. I think it starts with a G, but Boat? it's like 
Four, four or five letters. It's it's or Rope. shoat. Wait a minute. Are you talking, are you talking about uh, Steve Jackson's Bloat. old mini game uh, Ogre? Ogre is exactly what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. Yes. <clears throat> They're re-releasing it. Wow. Nice. A super deluxe hundred dollar edition <laughs> with oh every piece Christ. of ever released content for it even stuff that was just published in fanzines and magazine yeah. stuff nice yeah that's that, it that Ogre is, is exactly it yeah i wonder uh, was that steve jackson originally or meta games i forget because you know it was I'm, one of those little plastic right. boxing it's, it's munchkin and, guys but yeah. munchkin guys but well now now it is no. i'm saying when it first, first came, came out, out i'm not sure i, I, I do seem to remember it being a steve jackson release right that's it might have been because it might have followed like after car what is right what is it it's 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 super it's almost like a mech game but it's tanks it's super tanks ogres are like super tanks rolling across the battlefield fighting each build other them up. you build them okay. up you armor them you get uh -huh. your weapons you do the whole thing and yeah. you and yeah. it used to be in little plastic box you pop it on you get a jillion chits and you have your basic rules to build and develop and everything so. that's a shout out to my buddy uh, aaron wainscott for hooking that uh, link up on his facebook and i got to check that out aaron Brilliant. is a hardcore gamer He's big into the. He was always big into the 40k stuff. Oh, master yeah. painter, of the, master painter of those minifigures. Oh, he has some him. of the most beautiful figures. He's, he was really good. And Love someday, folks, you'll be able to check those links out on the Ugly Couch Show <laughs> link page. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen. <laughs> Poor Barry. He can Poor take Barry. it. <laughs> uh, the latest generation of Taiwan love hotels. What? Are over the top these. pleasure dens. They're <laughs> Kitted out with full karaoke sound systems, massive jacuzzis, and high-tech privacy protection. Would there be anything better than singing karaoke and getting a BJ? No. There <laughs> In a jacuzzi. That is just, you have just flipped my fucking brain. That is, that's happening. Now see, uh, it's happening. these love hotels, as in Japan, many young Taiwanese can't afford their own apartments. And well into their 20s, they may still live with mom and dad, making sex logistically difficult. Ah, yes. The Eden Motel uh, that is in Kaohsiung may have the wildest theme room. There's a jail room, complete with... Uh, Robot. Uh, ...wire <laughs> uh, uh, and fuzzy handcuffs. A Japanese comic room with murals of erotic manga. Hello! Have you heard of one about Chicken Crossing Road? All oh, right, I'm in wrong Japanese comic room. <laughs> oh, I'll see you later. <laughs> so sorry. Oh my and god, finally, really? The Eden Motel has a Batman room. I hey, saw I'm this. Batman. I, I strike in the night. Oh, swear to me. Swear to me. Not only does the room feature good. sexy Batman decor, <laughs> but there's a what? Batmobile in which erotic things may happen. <laughs> Sign me up for that one. Wow. Which erotic things may happen. <laughs> the, I love it. The hotel it gives away lubrication, lingerie, and, quote, other perks around holiday time. Uh, last year, rates for the romantic bat cave were around $50 for three hours. But does it come with the little pants and boots that Robin used to wear? I don't... Well, maybe on those special lingerie days. Maybe it does. Oh, okay. You know, I had a joke, but you just completely <laughs> just ruined every picture I had <laughs> about this... <laughs> Turn a and a free copy of Wortham's Seduction joke. of the Innocent in the bedside table right next to your Gideon Bible. Where's the Ridrer? Where's the Ridrer? Tell me this, Batman. What hole am I putting it in? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I like the Robin thing better. What hole am I putting it in? <laughs> 
Oof. The UK's Royal Mail is releasing a set of stamps. Bat poles. Featuring many characters of fantasy lore from books and movies and legend, known for their abilities as witches, wizards, and enchanters. Featured in this stamp collection is Albus Dumbledore and Dark Lord I'm Voldemort from J.K. Rowling's <laughs> Harry Potter books. Uh, Asan and the White Witch from C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia books, and Nanny Og and Rincewind from Terry Pratchett's Discworld book series. And finally, Merlin and Morgan Le Fay from The Legend of King Arthur. These are action figures? These are stamps, oh, stamps. put out by the UK uh, Royal Mail. Right old minster. I say fart on that. You oh. don't like the stamps? I don't want an Aslan stamp. Yeah, you do. No. Yeah, big lion. Mm-hmm. Big lion Jesus. I'd be lying if I said I want one. <laughs> oh! Uh, last year, artist uh, Len Peralta was working on a project in which he designed 52 trading cards featuring geek culture icons. Uh, these cards dubbed uh, Geek a Week featured many mainstream and lesser-known geek icons dressed up in other geek-related fashions, doubling the fangasm. I think I saw the War Inspector card. Uh, icons such as Felicia Day, Weird Al, Penn and Teller, Jonathan Colton, and Veronica Belmont, dressed up mm. as a Blue Kratos for some reason, are included in the set. Think Geek has the exclusive rights now for printing and selling the cards. The sets are currently selling in packs of eight. The first pack contains Jonathan Colton, Fred Siebert, uh, Veronica Belmont, uh, John Scalzi, the Rift Tracks guys, uh, Bonnie Burton, MC Frontalot, and Ken Plume. Uh, be aware, the Ugly Couch Show cards are still on back order. Yes. Ladies For a long, long time. The way back order. There'll be JPEGs well, that you chance. just print off on your laser printer. <laughs> Let me just say, Veronica Belmont is the hottest uber tech nerd I have Ever seen in my life? You know, I don't know who that is. I don't, know, I don't either. I don't know. Uh, she wow. look her up. <clears throat> she is currently uh, hosting Sony's Core yeah. show for the uh, PS3. I she thought used to she was busy for... fighting Dracula. She, she <laughs> is a she is a techno geek. She used to work well for CNET. As... That's yeah. her brother Simon Bell. I was going to say, oh, her brother. Okay, so does she fight Dracula? Yeah. No, only in her off hours. I bet she fights Draculas. <laughs> We're going to say she fights Dracula. She fights off fanboys dressed as Dracula. <laughs> yeah. yeah I does. want to suck your teat. <laughs> or a blood. Or what the... No, teat. I'll go with teat. <laughs> bleh, bleh. Anyhow. Yes. I just had to drop that in there because... All right. Uh, every time we've done a convention, I have passed by her doing her thing. And I wanted to stop and see if we could get an interview with her. But unfortunately, the we've got places we got it to get to, and same thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> not approach her dressed as Dracula. What the hell? No, no, yeah, no. She don't stab you in the heart. She stab you in the heart with a fucking year. wooden stake. She fights Dracula's, man. What man, the, the Belmonts come prepared. <laughs> she brings her sticks. Hello. I was, ah, oh. <laughs> you knew I was a Dracula. Ah, how did you know? So quick to react. I wasn't ready. So uh, so how's that Comet Gold treating you there now, Magic Dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging through layers of hard rock. <laughs> With my penis. Oh. Bled. Oh. Moving on. Yeah. My vein. Moving on. Okay, we've had the dick, we've had the ass, the fart's coming, folks. <laughs> uh, reportedly, hackers figured out a fairly easy method to obtain free Microsoft points. Which supposedly costs Microsoft up to $1.2 million. Whatever. Generally, there Virtual are, money. There are various sites that offer free Microsoft points after one fills out various surveys, their legitimacy usually in question. 
But this method discovered by hackers actually worked. They found an algorithm to add used Microsoft Points codes, which would generate fresh codes that users could exchange for Microsoft Points. Supposedly, not every single generated code would work, but a majority of them did, which resulted in people continually generating in a massive new 160 Microsoft Point codes. Along wow. with that, uh, the site offered generated codes. A program was released via general piracy community that would generate and obtain codes for users, which offered the choice between the 160-point codes or a code for a Halo Reach Banshee avatar prop or for a 48-hour Xbox Live trial. The Microsoft quickly discovered and subsequently squashed the exploit, though one user of the exploit claimed he managed to steal about $150 in Microsoft points in 20 minutes of attempts. A Microsoft representative responded to the situation, claiming that the exploit resulted in much less stolen money than the reported $1.2 million figure, and gave this very generic response. Our policy and enforcement team is evaluating whether or not certain individuals have violated the terms of use for Xbox Live, and will take the appropriate enforcement on an individual basis. Coves obtained legitimately by users will not be impacted. Dude, has bum, anybody bum, ever bum. completely read one of those terms of service? Hello. You can violate the terms of service on most of those things just by breathing. I mean, seriously. If you ever read through... I've read through a good portion of them just because I'm obsessive-compulsive. I mean, no. literally. You could go through your everyday life and violate <clears throat> I violate my of, yeah, EULA all the time <laughs> just because I'm dead. Reading yeah. this term of use constitutes no, no. a yeah. violation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> terms of use. It, it does say living or dead on there. That's right, and I'm dead. Bleh. It doesn't say undead, though. Where's yeah. this Belmont lady? <laughs> I That's Sony, you. not Xbox. What? Oh, whoops. <laughs> My bad. I'm in the wrong building. <laughs> oh, shit. Browsers were in the crosshairs for the first day of hacking competition known as Pwn to Own. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. And the quote, you don't need to worry about the security for Apple products, quote, set, may not be too happy to hear that Apple Safari fell within five seconds of yep. French security firms VUPN trying out hack, trying out their hack, which involved a web page they had crafted packed with malicious code. So the firm won $15,000 and a new MacBook Air from Apple for being the first to successfully exploit a browser vulnerability at the competition. Uh, also, Internet Explorer 8 also fell to the first person who attacked it. Yep. Security expert Stephen Fewer, who reportedly did it by bypassing the protected mode. But Chrome, however, did not fail. Yeah. According to Ars Technica, the hacker who had registered to try his skills against Chrome did not show up. Quote, one no, possible what? reason for this is that Google published a Chrome update the day before, closing at least 24 security flaws. The would-be Chrome attacker may have been depending on one of those flaws to attack the browser, or he or she may have been unable to pr produce a reliable attack. Or hey, maybe there's only really one guy for a Dracula hacker to get a K. Whatever. There was only one guy doing this? That's uh, lame. I want to see a Google, team of hackers. Google has sponsored the Chrome, at Chrome Hacking Contest, awarding extra prize money for Chrome hacks, yeah. but with stricter rules for the hacks. So yeah, they no basically you have to they pit one hacker versus an operating system, and in some cases it's one person or a team because uh, VUPN is a team. It's a whole security firm. So it's like Robot Wars, uh, basically. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I remember reading about that because uh, Google, you know, basically put out this thing saying, you know, here's the prize money. We're gonna like double it or triple it or some crazy. They, they were offering a lot of money, saying we dare you to hack the the Chrome browser. 
and apparently nobody has. Or at least nobody has come forward to claim the prize money. Oh. Nobody hacks my I browser. I like Chrome. <laughs> it's not a bad, it's not a bad <laughs> no browser. I like it. It's fascinating. Have you seen any of the videos on YouTube nobody where they do the uh, the speed tests on Chrome? Chrome? No. They do like the... Good. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep talking. And yeah, <laughs> He's uh, trying that mining thing, and it ain't going nowhere. They do, they do these the high speed video. Captain like, America landed us on an iron plate. That's that's what happens. Yeah, like you know, like a I, bullet I shooting through that. a balloon, and you see the balloon pop deep. while they load a uh, <laughs> while they load a web page. I, and I they, see it. Yeah. They use uh they use the, the you know the, the um good story know, the Rube Gold. <laughs> They make these big Rube Goldberg device type things to, to hit the enter key and then fire off like an arrow or something, and the page loads in the time it takes to like pop the balloon. It's it's pretty awesome. You should check it out. It's on YouTube. Okay. I yeah. thought they were fun. Anyway. They're fun. And also, good story. Yes. Prime Focus Productions <laughs> announced yesterday that they have acquired the international rights to create an episodic show based on Terry Pratchett's Discworld novels. Specifically, a crime of the week type show based on the Ankh Morpork city guard characters. Ankh Morpork. Ankh Morpork. Ankh Morpork. That's, that's the Ankh central Morpork. Ankh dash Morpork. That's the central city of the Discworld wow. series. Morpork. This town was named by the Swedish chef. Ankh <laughs> Morpork. <laughs> well, it is. Welcome a- to Ankh Morpork. We're in the gear this year. We're in the Discworld. We're in the gear. It is a comedy fantasy series. Yeah, Paul. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Pratchett's actual uh, reason for naming it that is no doubt funnier than you could possibly come up with. Nice. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> it is, it is a fantasy out. satire, so... Well, I'll, I'll stick to my fool's company. Thank you, Piers <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> uh, Rod Brown, managing like director of... Uh, satire with fool's company in it. <laughs> Piers Anthony only. Managing director of Prime Focus Productions said, quote, It's a huge responsibility to get this right for Terry. His legions of Discworld fans and new followers do his work that we will att- attract along the way, but... I believe they will be in for a treat with a high-caliber writing team already attached, including Monty Python's Terry Jones <gasps> and Gavin Scott, who wrote Small Soldiers and the Borrowers. We have already spoken to a number of international broadcasters who have shown early interest, and we hope to move forward very quickly to bring this exciting project to fruition. Cool. So, yeah, ex-Monty uh, Python writer on board. Yeah. Nice. Sounds good. I'm happy with this. Well, I'm going to have to read some of these Discworld novels now. You, you actually should. Yeah. You actually should. Uh they're like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he's right up there with Adams in terms Without of... Without a doubt. That, that same kind of Fan adulation in Britain. Mm. No, man. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever seen the 1968 movie Yellow Submarine, uh, you know it's a psychedelic uh, animated film starring the Beatles who battle the invading Blue Meanies with their music. And if you were looking forward to a modern update brought to you by Robert Zemeckis, director of Back to the Future, Contact, and Beowulf, well, bad news for you... Disney has scuttled the ship. Zemeckis' newest movie, Mars Needs Moms, earned a depressingly low $6.9 million on its opening weekend, especially when you consider it took $150 million to make. Wow. 
a year and a half after the initial announcement and with the cast and crew already hired for Submarine. Oh, boy. Disney has just cut Yellow Submarine loose. That sucks. Oof. It's officially adrift at sea as Zemeckis decides whether to submit it to another studio or start a new project altogether. You should go to another studio. Uh, but according to Reuters and Hollywood Reporter, the financial cataclysm that uh, is Mars Needs Moms wasn't the only reason Disney didn't set Yellow Submarine on its course. Quote, in the wake of box office disappointment of 2009's Christmas Carol, and with other animated uh, movies crappy. pushing the envelope in terms of aesthetics, there was also concerns within Disney about the look of motion capture, especially in the way human characters are depicted. A creepy is the word most often used. Those same concerns, insiders say, led to Disney shutting down Zemeckis' Image Mover Studio in May 2010. Beowulf worked because Beowulf is creepy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody I get that. looking creepy. I liked. I really liked Beowulf. I did not care for the Christmas Carol thing. Hmm. Didn't see it. I never saw it. I haven't seen any of them actually. Oh, my you didn't see Beowulf. I haven't you seen Polar Express? Oh. oh. <clears throat> well, Polar Express. Pff, fart. <laughs> fart in the wind. There's your fart. But uh, there we go. <laughs> All right. The trifecta, drink. folks. <laughs> drink if you're playing along. <laughs> <home. laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like fucking like old faithful. Um, but uh, screw that. Uh, yeah. No, see, you, oh yeah, you got to see Beowulf. I'm surprised you haven't seen. Yeah, it. I really yeah. liked Beowulf. I, I, yeah. I think the reason being is that I missed it in the theater with the 3D. Yeah. And I was like, if I'm going to see it, I want to see it in 3D. And it was. If they a, I got that, to see it in the theater with 3D. Uh, fun little side note story on that. I got to see it uh, here in Vegas. And I saw it at a late night showing, and there were, happened to be a whole lot of Cirque du Soleil cast members in the audience. <laughs> Did they make it like a real 4D experience then? Well, at one point, because there's this one point where there's a little person doing a crazy jig in the in the tavern after the, the monster's been slain. Do you recall this, Kirsten? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that little person was like all the other creatures, or creatures, all the other people, <laughs> mo-capped. Really? And it was it was one of the guys from uh, Zumanity out here. So it was a bunch oh. of Zumanity people and him. And they were like, Wah! as soon as he was dancing on the screen, they were like, Wah! Wah! We were, you know, half of us were like, what the F? <laughs> but then I, I know a couple of uh, Cirque people. And afterwards, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the guy who was in the thing. I'm like, oh. Aha. That's kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Only in Las Vegas can you go see Beowulf where the little person... <laughs> That actually did the jig is sitting in the theater with you, with a crew of other crazies. <laughs> Only in Vegas. Now speaking the of trifectas, biggest. It's a three hundred million dollar adaptation of a five hundred year old Chinese folk legend. Neil Gaiman has been hired by Chinese TV producer Zhang Jizong to write Journey to the West, a planned film trilogy. What did he just own? <laughs> I was waiting for you. <laughs> I know. I was like, what's taking him so long? I was like, Wang Was it Wang Jizong? Am I Wang Jizong uh, some things? Oh, Whenever God. I see that beautiful Belmont. <laughs> what's oh, the story? I can't help my Wang Jizong all night. Where we get more of this Dracula shit. <laughs> Jizong. Well, at least Dracula's not in jail. Not yet. It, no bars can hold me in. I turn it into a bat and fly away. Draculas can do that. Again, it's called Journey to the West. A planned film trilogy that would tell... What's it about? The Monkey King, who... Oh, the Monkey King story! ...traveled from China to India in search of Buddhist scrolls <coughs> and brought a monk, a pig spirit, and a fish spirit among him. It's what uh, Odyssey Journey to the West was loosely based on, that uh, video game. Mm -hmm. James Cameron is also on board in an advisory capacity... 
consulting with Gaiman on the story and helping the production with the technical aspects of shooting in 3D. And Guillermo del Toro. Uh, mm. Zhang has made overtures to the director, who seems to be receptive. Quote, he has shown a lot of interest, but of course he wants to see the treatment first. Of course, the more cele- celebrated the director, the busier they are. Uh, it's like Jiz Wang is spreading it around a little bit. Right. Journey to the West will be shot in English, using a cast of both Western and Chinese actors. Uh, Gaiman is mindful of how precious this legend is to the people of China, but he's jazzed at the project's potential. He's Quote, jizzed at the... Yes, yes, okay. yes. Uh, there is nothing inherently Greek about the Odyssey, he says. These are big stories that work with people. There are 2,000 pages filled with adventures. The delight and the challenge is to write a story of that for 1.4 billion people. Yeah, I mean, if if they hit this thing right, they got a built-in audience of oh yeah, seriously ridiculous amount of people. And I'd like to see it anyway. I'm not terribly familiar. I've heard different interpretations. Like I said, most of my experience with the Monkey King legend comes from video games. Mm. There are a lot of Monkey yeah. King video games yes, out there. There are, and um, even uh, Soul Calibur that that has a has a character who's kind of. A okay. female character who's sort of her, her style is based on the Monkey King. She has a staff like he does. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. Monkey King's all over the place in video games. References to it. The Punisher. Yes. Okay. Is one of the Titanic characters in the Marvel Universe. So much so that he's been the star of three separate movies in the past 20 some odd years. And perhaps unwilling to admit defeat, Marvel sounds like they're keen on teeing up a fourth. Good. Are they going to be back, Ray, uh, was it Ray Winstone? The man who was most recently donned Frank Castle's worn bulletproof vest in 2008's Punisher Warzone, Ray Stevenson, Stevenson uh, let slip that in the wake of Marvel reacquiring the rights to the Punisher, he'd already had a conversation with Marvel about <coughs> reprising the role. Yes. I hope he gets to. Yes. Oh, yeah. He did a nice job. Yeah. Yeah. The movie was yet. not so great. I but actually had a fun nice time job. with it, but I yeah. Like I love them. It's the I best of three bad movies. Yeah. yeah. But it's but I had fun there. I yeah. laughed really hard. Yeah, so ridiculous. Uh, Stephen King is writing another Dark Tower book. Really? Uh, specifically, this is quoting from his blog. At some point, while worrying over the copy edited manuscript of the next book, the next book's called Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, out November eighth. I started thinking and dreaming about Midworld again. The major story of Roland and his content was told. But I realized there was at least one hole in the narrative progression. What happened to Roland, Jake, Eddie, Savannah, and Oi between the time they leave the Emerald City at the end of Wizard and Glass and the time we picked them up again on the outskirts of Calabrin Sturgis, the beginning of Wolves of Kala? Long story short, I went back to visit with my friends for a while. The result is a novel called The Wind Through the Keyhole. It's finished, and I expect it will be published next year. The novel is shorter than uh, novels 2 through 7, but quite a bit longer than the first volume. Call this one Dark Tower 4.5. It's not going to change anybody's life, but God, I had fun. Well, he better trademark that title quick, because that's Barry's mom's diary about her queefs. That's real. <laughs> the, wind, the wind through the keyhole. Dig it out, Wow. Woo! He's got the pickaxe out. <laughs> he hit a layer of shale. <laughs> Cleachy. Uh, I was going to say Iron Pyrite, but sure. Yeah. Like Iron art. Pyrite? He uh, sounds like a nasty character. He'll uh, <laughs> be fighting Punisher in the next know, movie. Iron Pyrite is fool's gold. A perfect <laughs> description for Paul over here it's right like now. a bad game of Minecraft. And it smells like fart when you burn it, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> Wind to the keyhole, everybody. 
Uh, Marvel has hired Chris Hastings to write the Deadpool Fear Itself tie-in. You may know Hastings as the creator, writer, artist of the webcomic Dr. McNinja. <laughs> what? Dr. McNinja is a free webcomic. All right, pretty funny. About an Irish ninja who is also a doctor, whose secretary is a sentient gorilla, whose mentor is a clone of Ben Franklin, whose sidekick is a 12 year old Mexican boy with a full handlebar mustache who rides a velociraptor named Yoshi. Yeah, I want to read this. Oh, yeah. I think that sounds like good Deadpool, Deadpool material. Yeah, it is. It's right Perfect. up Deadpool's alley. Uh, he's going to be, re- uh, be writing the three part Fear Itself saga of Deadpool. Cool. So, part of the big part. Better be better than uh, Paul's little White Ninja comics. What? Oh, oh, white oh, Ninja is awesome. Uh, I will defend White Ninja to the end. That is a great, great webcomic. That is the mm. second best webcomic out there, second to Penny Arcade, in my opinion. I love White Ninja. I will agree with you on Penny Arcade. I totally disagree with you on White Ninja. Uh, I'll, I'll free disagree. To disagree. Free Paul to disagree. As well. But White Ninja is awesome. What about Brown Apple? Oh, sweet That's Brown garbage. Apple. That's garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Oh, I, th- I had some brown, some brown apple cartoons that were kind of funny. Runic so. Games has announced that uh, March 9th, the day that Torchlight was launched on the Xbox Live Marketplace, Yay! was the best day of sales in the history of the game. I bought the fuck out of that game. Though Runic did not specify the number of the times the game was purchased on the Xbox 360. <laughs> you hit a button. They indicated that it had never sold that many copies of the game in one day. I sold. I bought that game so fucking hard. I didn't even know it. <laughs> I pressed that button so hard. Ooh, <laughs> button you're pressed. It was Ooh. like, oh, stop it. Oh, don't <laughs> buy me so hard. Oh. I noticed you didn't play it so hard. Oh, you didn't play very hard at all. Hey, look, man. I got, <laughs> I got shit going on. I put in an hour into that game already. You should, uh, you yeah, should send really. him some potions, Tor- Torgo. I sent him a yeah, potion. I've, got, I've, oh, had, okay. I've had several potions sent to me. Barry said several potions sent to him. I'm doing quite well. <laughs> I have stabbed, Barry? hung, burned, crushed, and humiliated your fucking score on that game. I, I just started. <laughs> I pissed all over it. Man, I just started. He dropped trow and dropped down. a load on that. You didn't buy the shit out of it like I did, though. No, I bought it. I bought it gently and nice. quietly, nice. and then I crushed your score you and crushed Torgo's score. Did, did you humiliated take it out to you. dinner? Because if you did, nope, I nope. took it around the corner and fucking the somebody under the table. <laughs> Threw a nickel in its mouth. I said, "Here's a tip for you, you fucking game." Yeah. Sometimes you don't have to buy it hard. In fact, sometimes it's not right. That's right. Not right to do. <laughs> I already beat the damn thing. I'm on the uh, extended level now. Where I'm Barry? Barry! <laughs> Where are you, Paul? Why don't you catch up? Why don't you catch up, Paul? Blah, blah, blah! Blah, blah, blah! Okay, don't be mad at me because you suck at video games. <laughs> You're right. I do. But you I know, love them so much. You love them so much. God, you suck at video Let games. Let me tell you a video there game. There is nothing that I'm so good painful as watching you recently. play video games. WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2011. Oh, I love that game. I love those wrestling games. I can't wait for this new one. This wrestling All Stars WWE All Stars. I just want to so play good. it to make a new character, buddy. I made Another Carl qu- from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Qu- the Wiffle looks amazing. You can make some amazing. Quirk the Wiffles, my. Yeah. You would not believe how that was in 2008. Yeah, you would I not saw the made. Kurt the Wiffle was an amazing character. I Jesus, will... I lost my mind. <laughs> Someone on made the Thundercats Live. for one of those wrestling games. So it's like one of those games you where, can the, make great characters. where the character yeah. generation is it, just like uh, City of Heroes. It. That's not it. The Road to WrestleMania is real fun and melodramatic. Yeah, whatever. It's fun. I'm having a good time with it. So Bob I'll give it a boys. My buddy, My buddy Nug, who I was on the boat with, is a wrestling maniac, and he got me back into it just 
talking, talking is it his hype, fault yeah. that sci-fi watch, uh, plays wrestling pretty much fool yeah. <laughs> no, it's not his fault. Way to ruin sci-fi. Oh. I will say the only really truly amusing time for me watching Paul play a wrestling game was one time when he was playing against uh, our good friend Agent Skills, and he had a friggin' chair and was just beating him down so 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 often that he couldn't get back up, and he was just talking smack the whole time. That was Paul's and favorite maneuver Skills with that was chair. Ridiculously frustrated, move, and Paul's just like. <laughs> Just whacking him repeatedly with this chair, like his, the character starts to get up, falls back down, starts yeah. to get back up, falls back down. That We'd start back singing with that. We've been. I, I can't even remember. remember half of the stuff that you said to him. Back like, on the like, why can't you get back up? Yeah. Oh, you got a chair on your head. Oh, no. <laughs> He's just going oh. off, and I was laughing so hard I couldn't hear all of the smack talk. But it just—I've never seen him get that frustrated with good, Paul in my it life. It was a good time. It's almost as good as me using Jackson. In Mortal Kombat Five. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he hated that too. Yep. <laughs> uh, Microsoft has announced that his it has sold more than ten million Kinect sensors since November fourth, which was the day it was made available in the United States. In addition, more than ten million titles that specifically use the peripheral have been sold to date, not including titles that came packaged with one of the available bundles. Seven million wieners have been digitally scanned. <laughs> <laughs> Initial expectations of both Microsoft and in- industry experts were exceeded as it managed to sell more than 2.5 million units before the end of its first month. Uh, Microsoft originally expected to move approximately 5 million units before the end of 2010, but ended up selling approximately 8 million by the end of the holiday season. In January, the Guinness B- uh, World Record Foundation recognized the motion sensor as the fastest-selling consumer electronics device. Earlier this week, Dance Central developer Harmonix indicated that their Kinect-based title was outselling the multi-platform Rock Band 3, having sold more than 1.2 million titles in less than three months. Wow. Yeah, I logged on the other day. I saw Skills log was in. I said, oh, what's Skills playing? He's playing fucking Dance Central or He's, Dance it's Game. It's apparently really fun. Yeah, that's oh, like the killer man. app on the, uh, the system so far. You can learn how to Dougie in that game. How to what? Dougie. I don't, I don't know, know what that Dougie. is. The can Dougie Fresh get, dance. Get Dougie. Oh. Teach me I don't know what that dance. is. Teach me how to Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie. I don't even know what that is. You, you Just try it. What do you think a Dougie is? A Dougie? It's something I would do to Paul's mom for a nickel. Careful. Get changed. The wind through her keyhole blows cold. I think the most amazing thing the Connect right now is... And a tissue. Is the number of things that people are doing? It, it, I hesitate to call it hacking it because they're not really hacking it. They're just developing um, yes. software for like uh, you know it's being a multitude awesome of uses. Mm-hmm. And and Microsoft is fully supporting this. They're saying, yeah, go for it. And then uh, apparently later this year they are going to release a uh, uh, a driver for PCs so that you can plug your um, connect into your PC and use it. That way as well, since it's it is a USB driven device. So, I but, can't uh, believe Microsoft is supporting that party orgy game. Uh, it's it, wait a second. That's not Microsoft. That's Wii. That's Wii. That's, Wii. that's Wii? Nintendo. And <laughs> it's not going to come out. Yeah, it's already uh, the European Union has already pulled. Oh, that's right. that they're not going to do it. So, no? it's it's yeah. Get it's your sensors get straight. What's the difference? I'm not buying any it's, of that. It's the shit. fact that they that now the Wii is fully a kids console, and so. People say it's not appropriate for that console system. Yeah. It really isn't. 
Uh, and despite an appeal by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, the Australian Classification Board has upheld the decision to refuse Mortal Kombat, an official rating in the country. Effectively, this means it will be illegal to sell the game in Australia, and it will also force Warner Brothers to cancel all pre-orders that were, that were registered in the country and remove all advertising associated with the game. Wow. Uh, the game has already refused classification two weeks ago, but Warner Brothers appealed the decision. Uh, last Friday, the ratings board reviewed the case once more, but upheld its original decision. It believes the game is too graphic to be rated as 15+, plus, which is the highest rating available in the country. The game was granted an 18-plus rating in New Zealand and will be released as normal in that country. It's pretty graphic, but it's cartoon craziness. Yeah. What the hell is it's wrong like itchy with and Australia? Scratchy. It's, it's like itchy and scratchy. The fact that they, ha- they won't create a rating above 15-plus for mature games. Yeah. That's weird. Australia used to be so cool. That Birch's games. Yeah, I thought they were founded by criminals. What's up, Australia? Get cool again. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just sinks too deep. Maybe is it shame? Too too soon. Because I don't like that Sub Zero. He comes in here acting all high and mighty. He thinks he's too cool for school. Fuck off, Sub Zero. And that Which fucking, one? One? First Sub-Zero, the second Sub-Zero, Mecha Sub-Zero. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's been like four different <laughs> Lin Kwai Sub-Zeros I forget sometimes. I'm talking about the first one whose spirit was not corrupted by the evil forces of Shao Kahn. <laughs> that's the guy I really got to beef with. <laughs> I got to tell you, I hate the Australian accent. <laughs> I do. What if I call you Bruce? I just want to say for the record, I love the Australian accent. I do too. And Mortal Kombat! Kano! Liu Kang! Yeah, but they've all got Australian Johnny Cage! Yeah, that's alright. Those are some sexy guys. Hero! Whoa! Jeff! Jeff! Sonya! I have no Mortal idea. Kombat. He do, was going do, there. Do, do, he was do, going do, there. Do, I got do, cut do, off. Do, do, Probably yeah. better. So. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> uh, going back to Guillermo del Toro, he is, of course, officially committed to p- directing Pacific Rim after losing at the Mountains of Madness, putting that on hiatus. Uh, here's the official log line for what uh, Pacific Rim is about. I know what it's about. Set in a future in which malevolent creatures threaten the Earth, the planet mm. must band together and use highly advanced technology yeah. to eradicate the growing menace. Yeah. Beware, the wheels are turning. That's, I can that's, see it. That's the, that's the name. That's, that's, what it's that's about. the description. The growing menace. Of? Huh? It's that's all it says. The specific rim job. <laughs> oh, there it is. I knew it was going to go there. That's what it's going to be. The parody. Oh, yes. The specific Actually, rim job. Send in news, parody. news in film already. Uh, Helps this out, all right? <laughs> they intend to correct this this uh, this horrible, vague description. <laughs> Quoting from... Uh, that didn't sound vague at all. Not at all. This is what Pacific Rim is described according to news and film. This project will give the Hellboy filmmaker the opportunity to create two worlds. The first is an alternate version of Earth in the near future, decades after a historic date in November 2012, where the first kaiju, a towering Godzilla-like beast emerged from a hole in the Pacific Ocean and attacked the city of Osaka, Japan. The second is the Antiverse, another universe on the other side of that gaping portal, five miles below the ocean's surface. 
Since the first attack, the Rim has been spitting out a variety of gigantic monsters at an increasing rate, which then stride out of the ocean and begin destroying sea-bordering cities like huh. Tokyo and Los Angeles. Huh. In order to combat these monstrous otherworldly menaces, Voltron, the military developed the Jaeger program, ah. which trains teams of two yes. pilots to jointly operate oh. massive, building-sized, mechanized okay. suits of armor All right. and high-tech weaponry. Evan goddamn Gellion! <laughs> <laughs> That is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Replace angels with of kaiju, and All instead of single operators coming up into the, uh, the robots, put them in pairs, which they did in one sequence of Neon Genesis Evangelion, where Shinji and Asuka were forced to work in tandem to defeat one of the angels. Fuck balls! Why don't they just... <laughs> this is clearly... This no, is, no. You know what this is, though? This is what this is. This is what this is. Okay. Okay. You remember what happened with uh, fucking District 9? Yeah. You know why District 9 is? What was District 9 first supposed to be? I don't know. Halo what? movie, wasn't it? Halo movie. Precisely. Yep. <laughs> Halo movie. And all these motherfuckers are friends. Peter Jackson and Guillermo del Toro, they're all buddies. And what has Weta Works been trying to conceptualize for the past fucking decade? A live-action version of what? Neo Genesis Evangelion. And guess what they're going to do with all that IP and research? They're going to turn it around, make their own goddamn IP, say, fuck you, Gynax, we don't need your ball sack bullshit end-of-the-world reimagining of religious prophecy. We're going to use kaijus. Instead of good, angels. Good. Because you know, what? you know what? I like the part about Evangelion where it was robots, giant robots and uh, versus giant monsters. Oh, you have no that time. That part was cool. You have no time I for have the no, dramatic no. pathos between dramatic a child <laughs> and his Dude father. Dude masturbating while he's looking at this girl <laughs> in a coma. Oh, that's dramatic pathos. Dramatic pathos, my ass. My ass. That was garbage. I, okay, I started what? watching the first what? few episodes Mind of Neon Genesis Evangelion. And you know what happened? I, the story got lost. It was like Cerebus, the aardvark. I mean, he went off into the some crazy bullshit. Lost. What do you mean the story got lost? It got lost. It ends up in the exact same place. He redid it twice so that people would fucking get it. <laughs> twice! Twice! Twice, twice is twice. better! <laughs> if you can't get through it once, what the fuck are you doing wrong, <laughs> man? It all boils down to do you want to endure the pain of existence? I do not want to endure people? the pain of goddamn Neon Genesis <laughs> Evangelion. Do you want to endure the pain of existence with other people, or do you revert into the self completely and and then endure that loneliness? What the fuck does that have to do with giant robots? It's all it comes down to. It's the perception of reality. All those are all. It's it is, just the vehicle, mate. All it is is an extension. <laughs> it's just it's all an extension of 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 the psyche, you know. Sinji's father creating this this robot slash creature, which we've come to find out was actually a sentient, somewhat sentient creature that was generated in part uh, with his mother's soul. Dude, Ava won. Sinji's mom. Do you want to enjoy, folks? Do you want to enjoy Neon Genesis Evangelion without the bullshit? Watch Voltron. Yeah. Just watch Voltron. Yeah, watch Turn off your Voltron. brain for a little bit. You're good. I mean, if you want a really deep story, read a goddamn book. This thing turn goes... <laughs> Evangelion is... It's a mess. It's a mess. He had to make it twice because the first time, no one fucking got it. Because he didn't show what was happening in the real world. He turned it in on itself and made it this entropic character study. And everybody's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm showing what's going on inside the character's mind. Was Dave Sim writing this shit? (laughs) 
pot. Don't even get me started with service the art bar. Well, maybe that, maybe that guy stopped walk. doing pot, too. If you would watch the entire series all the way through, you'd be transformed like I was, but whatever. Transformed? Paul, yes. Into you? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, is this why you cheat on Barry? This is why I cheat. <laughs> this is why on our first date, BJ under the table. It's happening. Nickel. Before, there you before go. Before the bread is on the table. Before they've wiped the table. Someone else is under the table. So, Paul, tell me, what do you do? Cheating oh, on me. Oh, you're cheating on me already. <laughs> yeah. This is why... This is with Dave Sims. So sorry. This thing's <laughs> gone south. This is why I choose the stories I do. Yeah, right. <laughs> For moments like that. Oh, yeah. <sighs> well, <laughs> it's just Evangelion. Great. You know what, though? Here's the thing. So, <laughs> Oh, this is the thing. <laughs> what was the other thing? Well, now Paul gets the to the point. About. Just saying, <laughs> District 9, District 9 kind of kicks some ass. So maybe oh. this reinterpretation will kick some ass too, but it's clearly <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion reimagined with uh, kaiju instead of uh, angels. What, what about Toho? What about the what about the uh, Godzilla properties? Giant monsters from the sea? No nod to that. The giant monsters from the sea Godzilla proper- properties were all uh, a commentary on Japan's f- nuclear fears, which are now being realized. <laughs> Over, all, all, over, right. all over again. But no, that's truly what they were. That's what it was. It was about the radiation. It was a way for them to deal as a, as a people with the, 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 the thought of the, 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 the commentary on the Gojira re-release very, uh, that came out several yes. years ago is outstanding in explaining the historical context of that movie. Yeah. And apparently that movie was revolutionary in getting Japan to dis, to to start thinking about Hiroshima and Nagasaki yeah because it was something the culture literally did not discuss openly sure it was it, yeah. Japan in general has a history of larger themes Battle royale is a, a larger theme about <clears throat> about pressuring kids into adulthood and yep into the and corporate the, mentality and the the the, the, the the truly dog eat dog world, yeah. live or die way of their school system. They truly are forced to, you know, kill each other for positions in later life oh, in yeah. their in their early schooling. I yeah. agree, mm-hmm. but I guess in some cases, <clears throat> in Genesis Evangelion, it doesn't make for great TV. <laughs> It gets no, a little it out there. For, it makes for earth-defining television. Earth-defining. Earth-defining. I hate this. Neon Genesis <laughs> Evangelion has redefined. I do not choose to live on this planet Neon any longer. <laughs> I don't tell want me to we be have here more stories. Oh, we got a couple more. Oh, <laughs> okay. uh, go on. Uh, the music genre buzzle, uh, buzzle, 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 bubble, bubble. What's the buzzle, fuzzle? The music genre bubble may have burst. I nuzzled your muzzle. But that isn't stopping publisher Ubisoft from putting out its own instrument-based music game. What? What? Hollywood Reporter has a scoop on a game called Rocksmith, a guitar game that uses an an actual electric guitar. You can Mm -hmm. plug in any guitar you already own for this game. Downside? Hmm. Only Patti Smith songs. (laughs) It's due out some point this September. We'll ship with around 45 tracks, a listing that includes songs from David Patty Bowie, Smith, David Bowie, Patty Nirvana, Smith, Patty Smith, and the Rolling Patty Stones. Smith. 45 tracks. Patty Smith. Rocksmith's hook is that it's all Patty Smith. Is its desire to teach you how to play, how like to play guitar Smith. or play it even better than Patty Smith? Did. Is it better than Rock Band Three in that regard? Uh, well, the game features actual notes and chords, and its difficulty curve is said to be gentle on those who opt to cut their teeth on the game. Or Patty Smith, which Rock Band Three is is rough uh, for beginners. 
In a world that rejected Guitar Hero, this actually is what sets the game apart. Ubisoft says, The dream of playing guitar, compared to how many actually follow through, there is a big gap. Ubisoft marketing rep uh, Tony Kaye said in a statement to Hollywood Reporter, We will create a new generation of guitar players. The game will ship with a jack that connects electric guitars to the game's two platforms, the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Ubisoft is still negotiating for guitars, but its plan is to sell Rocksmith alongside a guitar for about $200. Huh. And in case you're wondering, it will definitely feature songs that haven't been available on either Activision's defunct Guitar Hero series or Harmonix Rock Band. So the whole All point Smith of songs. this game is to actually teach guitar. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, Ubisoft doesn't really have a history of supporting its shit. Yeah, well, we'll see. There's, yeah. I mean, this uh, it's coming out since September, so it's, uh, Lord knows I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for the inevitable to? tie-in of Most Assassin's of Creed and the band Creed. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> Dude, I would love to see one of the Assassin's, <laughs> the Assassin's Creed, whichever one, take out Creed, the band. Today. Yeah. You know what? I, I would pay for My a three-minute game where you could just stab Scott Stapp in Sure, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I saw him in the palm playing blackjack. No, don't need jump off a building and land in hay. I'm fine because I landed in hay. Hey, that's a hey. hey. Keep digging. (laughs) Assassin's Creed. And finally, (laughs) the Entertainment Software Ratings Board has published its annual breakdown of classifications. Breakdown. It applied to and applied to 2010's video game releases. Uh, mature games made up a surprisingly small sliver of the whole. Only five percent of the 1,638 games rated last year received an M rating. Barry's mom is a small sliver of the whole. Oh my god! Keep digging. <laughs> It's a small drop in the bucket compared to the 55% of games that received an E designation. Barry's mom gets a small drop in her bucket when. <laughs> that shovel's working. Wow. <laughs> These statistics haven't changed much over the past few years. Actually, mature games have actually fell by 1% over year over year. So, you know, if you, anyone tries to convince you that games are solely designed to mold everyday citizens into unfeeling murder bots, uh, feel free to drop that bit of knowledge on them. Dropping some knowledge bombs on you. Dropping knowledge with a K. As <laughs> opposed to what? As opposed to what? An N? Yeah. <laughs> and some threes instead of E's? Oh, God. That's how Mortal Kombat would spell it. Oh. Oh, I love that. I'm going to use that all the time. Mortal Kombat would spell knowledge with a K. That's, yeah. that's great. <laughs> Mortal knowledge. Mortal knowledge. <laughs> And that's it. That's it for, for, show. Uh, for Mortal episode knowledge. 90 of Geek Shock. But if you've got that? anything, write to us at comments at uglycouchshow.com or write to us in the comments section on the webpage. And of course, watch the Ugly Couch Show, where we tell you what to watch, what to read, what to play, and put horrible things in our mouths. And uh, thank you for watching and listening and sending in your info. And, and we really, really. Thank the fans out there. Yes. We will thank you by reading your letter. We will thank you on Facebook yeah. if you like us. Yeah. Uh, for when we get a thousand uh, thousand likes on Facebook, uh, we'll give a prize away to. Three I'm gonna have a pizza people. party. 
for I me. Mean, you're all invited. You know, I, I, I want to bring this up again and, and clarify. Yes, this is an actual contest that we are putting together. When we get 1,000 fans on Facebook, uh, three of those random fans will receive a prize from us Look as a thank you for for all your support. Yes. Paul will write you a joke. It's guaranteed to not be funny. <laughs> and in fact, if you're missing the big list, we were compiling a list of jokes that Paul's made that are actually funny, but we couldn't think of any. <laughs> there you go. Three fans, so one will get a dick joke, one will get an ass <laughs> joke, and one will get a fart joke. <laughs> and, and coming soon, t-shirts. And coming soon, t-shirts. Yeah. Aw, uh, yeah. So yeah. thanks again from the bottom of all of our hearts. Yes. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. I am Dr. Blarg. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. And we'll talk to you next week all about new geek stuff. Lots yeah. more geek stuff. Maybe no, maybe a list. Nothing having to do with Neon Genesis Evangelion. Dine <laughs> on stuff. balls. <laughs> Look in on your entropic self. Is, isn't that the third version of Evangelion? Uh, Evangelion, Evangelion dine, on dine on balls. No, now it's the, the <laughs> Sinji Akari project. Raising Sinji Akari. Motherfucker. <laughs> It's the greatest anime series ever made. If anyone wants to watch it, you will never have to watch anime again. Evangelion, the kaiju teabagging mech. You may never want to after watching it. Kaiju teabagging mech. Well, it's eat balls. Kaiju teabagging Also, screw Dave Oh.